Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host with me today is my friend Shan. Good evening. And today we're discussing chapter 12 of Persuasion by Jane Austen, which is, I think, the longest chapter so far in this book. It is 15 pages and it was a bit of a slog. A lot happens. They're still in line. They go for a walk before breakfast and run into Mr. Elliot. They go back and have breakfast and then find out that the man they ran into was Mr. Elliot. Then they go for another walk to say goodbye to the Harvels and Louisa falls down and hurts herself. And then they carry her to the Harvels and it's decided that Anne and Henrietta will go home with Captain Wentworth to tell the Musgroves what has happened. There was a lot in between that, of course. Yeah. And it didn't quite get there as in a smooth passage. Oh, God. I don't know who's more irritating, Henrietta or, or Mary. <laughs> Henrietta, I can excuse because she's young and she's enthusiastic and she's trying to persuade herself of a good move for Dr. Shirley, which would obviously help her fiancé, her betrothed. They start off the chapter with Anne and Henrietta going for a walk on the beach and then this beautiful conversation. Where there's like a page of Henrietta. It's a whole page of her speech about Dr. Shirley. And wouldn't it be better if he moved to Lyme? It's all just for his health. No ulterior motive from her perspective <laughs> whatsoever. You know, he's had a hard life. This would be really good for him to, you know, it was really rambling, but, and, and so positive for him. <laughs> and so it was totally for his betterment, nothing to do with her. And then like a slap in the face, she mentions Lady Russell and how Lady Russell is good at persuading people to do things. I know. It's but again, she doesn't know. No. So these are all things that only have a impact on on Anne nobody else's of Captain Wentworth would have done nobody would have no one else would have responded at all but it makes me wonder if the family at Uppercross like Lady Russell because Anne's thinking about it and she's like Henrietta's views would have placed her friend Lady Russell in favour with the Musgrove family which makes it sound like she's not in favour with the Musgrove family the Musgrove family are not necessarily in in the favour of Lady Russell Lady Russell, if I remember rightly, didn't really think Charles was good enough for Anne, but just thought he was the best she could get by now because of time having moved on and availability of people, not that Anne was deserving of less. I liked Anne's response. She was amused. Then they run into Louisa and Captain Wentworth, go back towards Lyme, and then they run into Mr. Elliot, who at this point is just a stranger. Yes. It's a very cute, romantic moment. Boy sees girl for the first time. Yes. And finds her very attractive, and she can tell. Not only can she tell, so can Captain Wentworth. And he looks round at her, and you're wondering if it's an ownership thing. But she thinks Mr. Elliot is completely a gentleman in manner. First impressions can be very deceiving. In manner, he is quite dis- oh, gentlemanly. He, he is a gentleman. But it's interesting that he looked at her when she's with two younger women. But she was the one that drew his interest. Mm. And when they get back to the inn, they see someone leaving. There's the sound of a carriage and they all go out to the, the window to look. Anne felt that she would like to know who he was in the humble way, I think, or to say that she was quite flattered by, oh, yes. by his attention. So he's in mourning. We, we need to remember that it's really creepy that he's pursuing Anne when his wife has just died. That term's very strong. Pursuing? No, creepy. <laughs> uh, 
at this point. I mean, we know he, he, his wife died a couple of months previously. We know that because we were told that at the start, he, of, the at the book, start of the book that Elizabeth was wearing black ribbons for his wife. That's right. So that's two, three months ago. At this point, you could argue that really he was, I wouldn't say entitled, but he's still a young man and can still appreciate a pretty woman. He wasn't pursuing her per se, he was just. But he starts to pursue her later. But that's later, but that's, that's we don't later. know that. Yeah, that's, we don't know that. Not handsome, but, uh, but agreeable. I think that's a similar description of Colonel Fitzwilliam. So they figure out that he's Mr. Elliot and um, Mary. Like, oh, then there goes Mary. He's oh, okay. like, oh, depend upon it. That is a circumstance with his servants take care to publish wherever he goes that he's related to the Elliots of Kellenshaw. Of course. Which says more about Mary, I think, than anyone else. Richard will be a baron. Oh, God. <laughs> My comment here was, oh, stop rambling. <laughs> so irritating. Oh, and but Anne's like, oh, it's nice to know that the owner of the future owner of Kellynch was undoubtedly a gentleman and had an ear of good sense. I'm like, is that because he likes you? Yeah. Is that where his good sense comes from? But she didn't mention that they had met. That she they met in the hallway, the no, because she doesn't or, think or Mary can And I like the little point about she's the only one that's re- required to correspond this what is it slow and laborious correspondence with slow and unsatisfactory correspondence with elizabeth it's like the dinners it's a required thing mary doesn't do it no because mary doesn't do anything that's inconvenient for her oh she's a married woman she's far too busy (laughs) lying on the couch yes there's an interesting bit here where the reader knows more than anne the offense which had been given her father she knew elizabeth's particular share in it she suspected so she doesn't actually know, whereas as a, as the reader, we very definitely know that Elizabeth had designs on marrying Mr. Yes. Elliot. I think that's one of the great things about Jane Austen's writing, that you can feel so close to a character, like you're reading it from their perspective, but you can still know information that they don't. Breakfast is over, and they go for a walk back with Captain and Mrs. Harbour and Captain Bennock. Anne talks to Captain Bennock again, and then there's a little movement of the group and then Captain Harville is by her side and is thanking her for mm. getting Captain Bennock out of his shell. Yes, and then went on to give the tale about how Captain Wentworth saved him. Saved him. Captain Bennock didn't know till the first week in August that his fiance had died. And it's either three months ago or a year and three months ago. But it's not very clear. Gosh, she must have been very young. Which, again, makes what happens later also surprising because he's also someone that's in mourning. And actually there's the two parallels, really, isn't there? Yeah. Between the men mourning differently. Yeah, Mr. Elliot... Is not mourning. Is not mourning. He wears his mourning outfit. He does the appropriate thing. Yes. But it doesn't appear to be mourning no. his wife at all. So you do have those two contrasts. So they go for a walk along the cob again and Louisa is Louisa. Determined. Too much, too windy to walk along across. Louisa's determined to have another walk before they go back. And she's determined to jump down because she really liked the impact. She really liked being jumped over the stiles, jumping off the stiles and being caught by Captain Wentworth. So she just wanted more of it. So she's a flirty little besom. It's the closest she can get to having hugs from him, really. It is, of course it is. 
it is quite sad and you can feel the panic in the scene oh when it happens mary's in hysterics henrietta's in hysterics captain Wentworth and charles are both like what the hell just happened and anne is the only one who's still got her head on straight and she's like here's what we need to do somebody remarked about you know why are the men panicking because they've been in charge of ships and things like that in the war and everything surely they wouldn't panic but this is quite different i mean this is is an innocent young woman this is an innocent young woman He's feeling culpable because he didn't catch her, so he's already feeling guilty. And then there's a comical scene of Captain Bennett flying past the Harvel's house. Yes! On his way to find a surgeon. And then they come to help. And the Harvel's, like Anne, are very stable and and manage the situation. Yes. They know what to do. I'll tell you what I really liked. It was the workers, the doctor, working working the site of... One dead young woman. No, two. Two dead young women. Two dead young <laughs> they were ladies. They so excited. It was over to offer help, but actually it was the gawkers, the sightseers. Louisa had once opened her eyes, but soon closed them again without apparent consciousness. If it were Mary who had done that, I would think she was faking. Do I open her eyes like, yep, everyone's looking at me, close my eyes. Isn't that terrible though? Yes, that's an interesting one. You're right. If it was Mary, I think it would. But with Louisa, I don't necessarily think so. Oh, no, I definitely don't think she's faking. But Mary's not an appealing character. Unfortunately for Mary, there's nothing very redeeming about her at all. So it says about the Howells, they had looked forward and arranged everything before the others began to reflect. That's their, they're practical, they come in, they know how to manage things. And they've got the skills because Mrs. Harvel and her nursemaid have both been nurses. Mm. So they can help out. They know what to do. Mm. While everybody else is just sort of panicking. And Anne hears herself being talked of by Captain Wentworth and he even uses her first name. Is a capability. No one so capable as Anne. No. She hears and sees a lot of very positive things about herself in this chapter. Despite all the trauma, there's a lot of reinforcing of herself as a worthy young woman. I do remember somebody saying, well, when she fell, nobody found any wounds or anything, but head wounds can be quite hard particularly if she got one on the back of her head, but didn't actually break the skin. Because it's only if you break the skin that you're going to get the bleeding, or even just on the side of the head. It would have been pretty frail. Well, she would have had a big bonnet on, though, which would have Also added a bit it. of padding. I bet. All the exclamations to heaven, thank God, you know, <laughs> So it's decided that Anne will stay and help nurse Louisa. And then Mary throws a fit. Oh, And Anne had never submitted more reluctantly to the jealous and ill-judging claims of Mary. But Charles backs down, so no one else will stand up to Mary because Charles has backed down. Captain Wentworth seems quite obviously uncomfortable about sharing a carriage with Anne back to Upper Cross. So he spends all his time talking to Henrietta and making sure she's okay. Yes, I think he's had a chance to sort of... His panic's abandoned and now he's not quite... He's doing something. He's doing something, yes. Yeah. They all felt that Anne should have been there. But Mary Wretched, you know, my comment here is someone slap her, please. (laughs) Charles can be walked all over. Oh, I like the final comment, final thoughts about in that chapter, where she's wondering if he was quite so resolute about the appeal of a, a resolute character like Louisa. She thought it could scarcely escape him to feel that a persuadable temper might sometimes be as much in favour of happiness as a very resolute character. So this marks the end of volume one of Persuasion. It leaves a lot of things up in the air, so I think it's a a great place to leave it. it. 
This is your cliffhanger. Are we to think she'll never see Captain Wentworth again because they're about to be separated? Well, they have been separated. He's going back to Lyme. She's about to go to Lady Russell. Will he marry Louisa? We don't know. Will Louisa well, die? At this point, we don't know. Is Anne being linked with Captain Venick? Is Captain Wentworth? There's mm-hmm. been no indication at this point about expectations. Are what's still up in the air about who the hero in. is? Is it? Is it Captain Wentworth? Is it Captain Bennett? Or is it the is new it Mr. Mr. Elliot? Is it Mr. Elliot. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great place to leave it. Mm. Potentially, this could have been split into two chapters, though, because it's really long. It's probably long when you're reading it aloud. <laughs> like we do. There's a lot of pace in this particular chapter, even though there's a lot of woe is me and near having fronting. And that is our summary of Chapter 12 of Persuasion by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!